Hi, I'm Chris and I love adventure, I love travel and I love photography. In fact, it is my goal in life to become a professional travel photographer and I work every day towards making that a reality. So in this podcast, I'll be sharing everything I learn along that journey. Whether that's discussions on mentality, resilience and getting your mind in the right place to pursue a goal like this or just discussions on photography itself. Whether you love photography or you have any passion that you want to turn into a career, then this is the podcast for you. This is The Chris Googe Show. Hello and thanks for choosing to listen to my podcast. Let's get straight into things. I don't like to waste time. Um, I've just finished watching a video on YouTube by the the very popular landscape photographer Thomas Heaton. Uh, The video is titled AI Editing Will Ruin Photography As We Know It. Um, In this video, Thomas... Uh, discusses a program called Luminar AI. Now, if you're a photographer, many of you will have heard of Luminar. It's kind of like a, it's a photo editing software, kind of like an alternative to Lightroom and Photoshop. Uh, They are just about to release their latest version of their software called Luminar AI. Skylum, the company who produced the software, describe it as the first image editor fully powered by artificial intelligence. So I watched this video on YouTube where Thomas Heaton kind of gives his thoughts on it and it got me kind of interested so I done a bit of research and uh, well I've got some thoughts on my own so I thought I'd share them on this week's podcast. So what Luminar AI will do is it will analyze your images and then it will suggest how you should edit that photo. It will give you suggested edits and effects and things to add. Uh, You can then add in these different edits and effects, uh, things such as moody skies, sunbeams. You can add in like an epic sunset. Uh, So many, so many things you can do. in just a matter of seconds without even really having to put in any thought into it yourself. You'll just uh, add in your photo, the program will analyze it, and then it'll say, oh, we think you should add this, we think you should add that. And then if you want to add these effects, um, it seems to be just a matter of sliding a, a slider and within a matter of seconds, you can produce these unbelievable effects and amazing images. So anyway, some of the things specifically that Luminar AI is able to do, uh, it can analyze the the composition of your photo and then it can crop it for you. So you don't even have to think about the composition. Uh, Luminar can sort that out for you automatically based on the kind of typical composition rules. You can add in weather elements, you know, things such as fog. Uh, you can just, whether or not there was any fog when you took the image, you can just simply add this stuff in. Uh, again, just with basically a slider, matter of seconds, you can create amazing atmosphere in your photos. Uh, you can add bokeh, 
automatically without the need of masks or layers or anything like that. Again, just a matter of seconds and you can, you know, make it look like your photo was taken on a professional F2 lens. Uh, just reading off the Luminar website now, uh, let's take, let's say you're doing portraits. Um, some of the things you can do for portraits, uh, you can make, I'm reading directly off the website here. Body AI is one of the things it has. So make bodies appear lighter or add rate where needed for a realistic and stunning effect. The skin AI, which instantly removes blemishes while, pres while preserving pores, texture and hair. Uh, it's just amazing what it can do. For landscapes and cityscapes, there's atmosphere AI. Add realistic atmospheric effects with, with 3D depth. Fog, mist, haze, steam, drizzle. All of these things can be added without the need of masks and layers. Sky AI. Change the sky in your photo in seconds and create a whole new mood. It works perfectly, even with tiny details intersecting your sky. Relight the entire photo so the colours of the original image shift to match the lighting and colours of your new sky. So that gives you a bit of an idea of what this program is going to be able to do. Uh, the argument that Skylum give is that this software will give you more time for creativity. So you're basically spending a lot less time in front of the computer, in front of your laptop, editing the image. So you're then able to spend more time actually taking photos. That's the argument uh, Skylum are trying to make with this software. So like I said, I watched this video by Thomas Heaton. That is how I first found out about this program. Uh, that's what motivated me to make this podcast. So I'm sure I'm sure many of you listening will know Thomas Heaton. He's a very popular landscape photographer. So as I say, the title of his video was AI editing will ruin photography as we know it. And his argument in his video was that he sees it as being... Deceit, deceitful. Um, I guess he thinks it's it's not really it's not really honest because it's not really any any skill that the the photographer themselves is doing. Um, like editing in itself is a skill, but if the software is doing all of that for you, then you're not even showing your skill that way because the software is doing everything for you it's analyzing your photo suggesting what it thinks you should do to the image and then you can automatically apply all these amazing effects um so he thinks it's deceitful uh he thinks you lose integrity as a photographer if if, if you if you use these techniques um and he thinks you will never ever find your own style. If the, if this is the route you decide to go down and you decide to use this software, he thinks you will become dependent on artificial intelligence. Um, you won't actually develop any of the skills yourself because you're just allowing um, basically a computer, computer software to to come up with all of these things for you and, and apply all of these things for you. So rather than learning yourself by uh, experimenting yourself and trial and error and taking the time to, to learn these skills yourself, 
you're not going to develop your own style. What you are going to develop is, well, your style is basically going to be Luminar style. And it's therefore just going to look the same as everyone else who's also using Luminar and applying the same effects in the software and things. So that's Thomas Heaton's thoughts. Uh, so he's he's very, very much against artificial in, artificial intelligence and what this software can do. Now, I guess you could probably call Thomas Heaton uh, a, a purist. Uh, he's clearly very passionate about photography and about the outdoors and the art form of photography. Uh, he clearly loves what he does. So yeah, I guess he's a bit of a, a of a purist, and I can completely understand where he's coming from uh, in that way. I like Thomas Heaton as well. I love just the experience of being out in the outdoors and trying to capture you know what i can see um for me to then go home and have a computer apply in these amazing effects and ending up with a an image which might look good but it doesn't actually represent the experience i had when i was there and what i could see when i was there uh so that doesn't appeal to me and i can completely see where thomas eaton is coming from that way if you're just wanting to produce sort of pretty looking photos which are gonna do well on instagram get a lot of likes on instagram then i can see how this software how this artificial intelligence might uh, appeal to a lot of people but if you're actually in love with the art form of photography if you're actually in love with the experience, uh, being outdoors in the moment with your camera, trying to capture the world as you see it in front of you, then like me, like Thomas Heaton, I don't think you're probably gonna wanna uh, use these, these techniques. But one thing I think Thomas Heaton hasn't disclaimed in this video is I suspect another reason why he's against this AI editing, I suspect he's kind of worried. I, I suspect he's worried because Thomas Heaton is a professional landscape photographer. He actually gets paid, he often gets paid by big companies uh, for the use of his photos. You know, he's been employed and he's had his photos bought by uh, by tu tourism companies, for example, travel boards, things like that. Now, if all of a sudden anyone can just put together an unbelievable landscape photo with, you know, some unbelievable sky in the background and all these perfectly, you know, great composition, all these amazing elements to it, if anyone can put together a photo like that in a matter of seconds or minutes at the most, does that lower the value of landscape photographers such as Thomas Heaton? To stand out as a landscape photographer, you have to produce photos which kind of people look at and they're like, wow, I've, I've never seen anything like that before. They have to be like, you know, really blown away by the image in front of them. Now, if this software means that anyone can put together photos like that, I think it does lower the value of photographers, professional landscape photographers such as Thomas Heaton. Are tourism boards suddenly going to want to spend a lot of money 
hiring someone like Thomas Heaton or another landscape photographer, if these types of images suddenly become ten a penny because they're so easy to produce, and I, and I kind of fear that that is what's going to happen. We've all seen how oversaturated the photography and landscape photography market in particular we've all seen how oversaturated it is now because everyone does have a camera everyone's a photographer these days and there's so many great photos out there already so if artificial intelligent editing becomes more and more popular becomes more and more mainstream that is only going to add to that problem of oversaturation because now you don't even have to actually take a good photo you can take a subpar photo and then completely transform it using this software and you don't even have to learn the techniques you don't have to learn about masking and things like that you don't have to learn any of that the software will do it all for you so all those beautiful landscape photos that you see on instagram by the big accounts the very very popular photos that get tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of likes those types of images we're going to be seeing more and more and more of them because anyone can put them together now once this software is actually released and becomes readily available now anyone anyone really can go out and take a beautiful landscape cityscape or portrait image without having to put in any real time or effort so i'm afraid i think that is going to further lower the value of photographers i do think i do think the key to this will be just how popular this software becomes i mean if no one uses this artificial intelligence to to edit their their photos then it will die out if the market doesn't want it no one uses it then it will die out and like i say i don't think that the purists uh I don't think they will use it. I think they'll stick to programs like Lightroom and uh, Photoshop and do all the the editing themselves. Like I say, that's that's a, that's a it's an art form in itself, which a lot of photographers enjoy and enjoy spending the the time and effort on that. However, I suspect, I think enough people will use it. I think enough people will use it for it to end up filling our Instagram feeds with the same generic crap and it'll make standing out as a photographer even harder. Like say, people who don't necessarily want to spend that time on the editing or people who aren't necessarily in love with the art form itself, they just want to quickly put together a nice looking image, which is going to get a lot of likes on Instagram. Anyone who's just chasing likes on Instagram in particular, I think they will use this software. So I think enough people will use it for it to stick around and for it to, uh, yeah, make these types of images kind of more and more mainstream. So this may sound kind of a bit doom and gloom, may sound like I'm saying, well, this is the further, you know, another nail in the coffin of uh, professional photography. Um, But I do have a solution. I do have a solution. So here it is. In my opinion, the solution to this is to focus on story. Now, I would argue at this point in time, 
aesthetics are less important now than what they probably were 10, 20, 30 years ago. I think because of Instagram, we've become obsessed with the aesthetics of a photo. Because now we see a photo on Instagram or social media, wherever else, and images now, we see them in isolation. We just see one a photo uploads, a photographer uploads one photo at a time and we just take that image by itself and we judge it on how it looks aesthetically. There's not a lot of depth. There's not a lot of meaning to it. It's just, oh, wow, that place looks amazing. I'd really like to go there. That's essentially what landscape photography in particular, travel photography, whatever, in the mainstream that's essentially what it's become like i say very very much just about aesthetics but aesthetics can easily be replicated story however cannot story cannot easily be replicated and it's the story it's the meaning of an image that makes it unique and that makes it powerful anyone particularly once his software is available like i say anyone is going to be able to put out a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing, even, let's say, jaw-dropping image. Anyone's going to be able to do that. But not anyone is going to be able to actually tell a story through photography. Now, I've already spoke about recently uh, in one of my recent uh, videos, and as I've been talking with some of my photographer friends, I've already been talking about even before I found out about this software I've already been talking about how I'm just sick of taking single nice images and sick of taking images in the hope that they'll get a lot of likes on Instagram and after hearing about this software and what it can do that is only further adding to that so for me myself as a photographer I'm still going to go out on hikes because that's what I love to do. I'm still going to take my camera with me on those hikes. I'm still going to do landscape photography. I'll still walk to the summit of a hill, take a nice image at sunset of a nice uh, panoramic view and all of that. I will still do that just for my own enjoyment. But if you, if you do want to have a career as a photographer or you just want to stand out as a photographer, get away from this focus of taking one amazing photo for Instagram. Stop chasing the likes. Focus on a project, on a on a concept. Think of an idea, a story that you want to tell, something you're actually passionate about and care about, and build something around that whole idea. Put together a body of work. So, and even if you, I'm not saying you should give up landscape photography, uh, not by any stretch of the imagination. And if that's what you love, that's what you enjoy, then, then do that. But I think even with landscape photography, you can still tell a story. You don't just have to hike to the summit, get your tripod, your filters and everything out, and then take a nice image of, of, of that view of the summit. Why not actually put together a whole body of images that actually tell the story of the day, tell the story of the hike, the struggle it was to get up there, photograph the friend, your friends and the people that you were with, photograph the climb. 
if you ended the day with uh, a meal in the pub, photograph the pub, photograph the food that you ate, photograph the mud on your boots, all of that. Even with landscape photography, it's not all just about the nice view at the top. There's, there's a story that you can tell. So I urge photographers to stop photographing for likes and focus on telling a story. Thank you very much for listening. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, let me know your thoughts either in the comments. Uh, reach out to me on inst- Instagram. It's at Chris underscore Googe. Or send me an email info at chrisgooge.co.uk. Anyway, you want to get in touch with me, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this issue. Uh, but otherwise, thank you very much for listening. And I'll, I'll speak to you next time.